go back to the vet? Um, or you don't have an appointment set? We don't have appointments set. We're wait- He's got seven days of meds. Or maybe two weeks of meds. I can't remember. When now. you go back, ask that. Ask how much the scan would be. And, mm-hmm. and is it something that you think, if the scan comes back positive, is it something they can even operate for? I mean... That was yeah. like with Sammy. It was like, she's going to die. Can you operate? Oh, yeah, we can totally fix this. I mean. Yeah, well, that's how it was with, with Mike's cat, who, yeah. by the way, is doing much better. Oh, good. that's good. Yeah. So, Mr. Alex here, though, has a really bad knot on his back. I bet he'd love for me to get it off, but I bet he can take my hand off in the process. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. I have um, turned on the live stream here, so we are trying YouTube. Okay. YouTube. YouTube, not YouTube. What's the other YouTube. one? Not YouTube. You stream. You stream. You stream. We stream. We're trying. We all stream for for you stream. For you stream. So we're trying you stream. It, it may not work, but um, we're gonna try that again. And if it doesn't work, we're gonna conclusively try and find something better. I'm not sure. I'm not sure why. Mm-hmm. It just seems weird that like not everyone. All is of a playing. sudden, it doesn't work. Yeah, I'm thinking something somewhere changed. So hopefully, we can figure this out. It says we are live. It always says we are live. Okay, wait. Yeah, we, I hear us. Whoops, well, we just ended up with a commercial, but I heard us before the commercial. <laughs> we have no audience left. They've all left. They've <laughs> we have left. no audience, but we, we have, are working. The audience has left us. We have no audience. Danielle looks horrified right now. I think she's looking up something. Oh. Well, why, would they, why would we have an audience with <laughs> Nothing for Alex, him to listen to. Alex is has his paw wrapped around my cord and is dragging my computer across the bed. Oh, I just Hi, assumed. It, I just assumed. I just assumed it was but Jen. You, <laughs> I feel bad. We we always hear noise. Jen, stop it. Jen's like, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. No, that was Alex. And you know what? When he flexes his paw, he's got really big feet. He does. We told you that. <laughs> I know. I think Jen has taken off to deal with her um, oh, piano student. Okay. I just piano that. student. <laughs> You're not laying the right way, buddy, so I can get to that owie of yours. Mm-hmm. He's an owie? Well, his hair's all matted and down to his skin. I'm sure it hurts. Oh. I'm sure it pulls. Poor buddy. Oh, we may, the doorbell may ring at one point. Um, we actually were having a crisis. Here. We ran out of food for Herbie, so I ordered some from Amazon. And it was supposed to be delivered by 8 o'clock, and it's not here yet, and it says it's out for delivery. So he has no food for the morning, so. Oh, but if, but if the doorbell rings, food. then it's Well, it's not, it's not FedEx. It's like the little guy, it's the little Indian Sometimes guy in the Corolla. Sometimes he rings the bell, though. So I'm just saying, if you hear the doorbell, don't worry. Yes. Ding dong. Yeah, yeah ding dong. All right, we are live, hot, and recording with the live stream. I think Ooh. it is time to start this week's episode of Do we have Jen? Week. I'm back. All right. Okay. Oh, I'm here. Just in time. Wait one second. I'm, ah, uh, shoot. Got to fix something on my end. One second. I'm just. Okay. So- that should be fixed. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So are we ready? You're ready. Yep. Ready. All right. Let's do it. Hold on. Jen's going to just click one more time. Okay. I was go. turning my volume up a little. I can hear you. Click. I'm dead. <laughs> Uh, let's start this week's episode of Point of View Weekly. Live from the Potterfic Weekly Studios, which may or may not look anything like Fargo, North Dakota, it's the morning show that really isn't 
Point of View Weekly. Stress that it took us 22 minutes to get to the intro. Where's no. Bob? Bob! If you call me Bogo, I swear. Sue is incredibly loud. I'm sorry. I will try to be quiet. She sounds like a phone She's gonna like have to whisper. She does. She's like a 900 number. Thank you, Ryan. I smell real nuts, actually, right now. How is it possible you married me and not Bob? He loves scripts. Well, I'm sorry, but I think Bob has some good ideas for keeping us on track. <sighs> Wake up and smell the freshly brewed coffee. Oh my gosh, now I'm stressed out. <laughs> Listen to the sound of Ryan screaming like a little girl. This is Point of View Weekly. When I came home and I had to get our lunches ready for tomorrow and our breakfast. We've got dead air. Oh, my way, I can't cook. I, I was not. I was looking at cutting the cord and right, burning okay. dinner. What? No. You burnt dinner? I did. Like, wake up and smell the donuts, everybody. Welcome to Potter View. See, I did it again, even though I wrote it down. I wrote it down. Why were you doing Bob? I'm so there? sorry, Be your own woman. Wake up and smell the... <laughs> <laughs> Hey everyone, and wait, that's the old introduction. Let's try that again. I'm sorry that was season 2A, Bob. Oatmeal was my favorite breakfast treat, but I couldn't say oatmeal, so I called it Oatmo. Wake up and smell the Oatmo. Oh, smell the Oatmo. Wake up and smell the bacon, everybody. Wake up and smell the bacon and eggs, Boobwainian. You are just a constant presence, dear. Aw, not in the poltergeist kind of way. No, not in the poltergeist kind of way. Live, we all watched Jen finally die. Y'all called me and it was hard to Jim, what are you doing? I have a splinter in my fist and I was looking for my tweezers. <laughs> Dumping everything she owns on the floor. Wait, are we, oh, wait, you guys actually got quiet. I wasn't expecting you to actually get quiet. <laughs> Bob, we're on a time limit. Bob's getting very grumpy. Don't be grumpy. I, I'm not grumpy at all. I'm drinking. Oh. I wish that I was. This would be a fun party. You want to get vanilla ice cream? I do. Not like even a topping? God, this explains so much. Well, I got two points. How much did everyone else get? I got, I got three. I got one. I got a rock. How do you confuse necrophilia and narcolepsy? <laughs> they start with N? Big good letter thoughts, guys. Here it goes. Is an article of clothing something that you can wear on your body? Yes. Then I say condom. I say if Bob can say right here emphatically he's worn one outside the house just as he goes about his business. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> Race says nope. Sorry, Bob. Ray, thought you'd have my back. Doesn't even have the fruit. <laughs> it's fracking cold, dear. I feel as though maybe you should be writing down the setup because every week we do this, you're like, now how do I do this again? Rachel can hear. April cannot. April's always been a little picky, has she not? Oh, Bob's oh, no. slowing down. Oh, he's he's slowing down. down. You know, I'm turning 30 this year, and I'm not getting any older. People that had no interest in being my friend. Really? I mean, you can see person. out of his one good eye, he might make it. Are you confusing the owl with the prickly wizard? Oh, I thought you were talking about the McGorgasm thing that Bobby said one time. The McGorgasm? That's hilarious. It's harder to say than Mayor. That's wicked funny. It's the only thing I haven't been able to figure out. Oh, we'll get work on that right after the McGangbang. C-O-M-E, Jack. <laughs> Bob is a boot man. Oh, I gave the episode. I want to go back. Wake up and smell the rotting corpses of the undead, Poovanians. This is Point of View Weekly. <laughs> Sue, you're not supposed to be laughing, goddammit. Oh, I'm so angry. <laughs> you don't uh, know what I... just happened. <sighs> well, 
We're going to start this over again. Cue the music. Let's try not to laugh this time. Rob is a poop man. Oh, in the episode. I want to go last. Wake up and smell the rotting corpses of the undead, Poovanians. This is Point of View Weekly. The morning shit. Morning shit. Morning show. God, I feel like taking a morning shit all over this show. The morning show that's not really a morning show, a part of the Potterfic Weekly family of podcasts. I am one of your several hosts, Bob, and joining me this week is the entire full usual crowd in its entirety, starting with my good friend Ryan. Ryan, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. I noticed you usually the host and now you're one of the hosts so it's kind of like we've gone socialist here at, we, 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 well but. after getting some commentary by a disgruntled person i won't say any names Ryan, uh that i was somehow <laughs> making myself the host of the show so i Why actually did I say that yeah you know, oh, trust me it's implied okay whatever anyway so the <laughs> Basically, I found a way to make myself one of many hosts, or one of several hosts, because we are all the hosts, with the exception of Sue, who's the producer. I but we're like the hosts, and like Bob was the narrator. The Bob <laughs> narrator. Was the narrator. <laughs> this is when Jen goes into I didn't know y'all still had a podcast mode. She's like, yeah. hey, I did figure out we had a Facebook page today. Well, the, the thing with Jen, we've been so frustrated because I've Jen- been frustrated too. Because Jen's like, y'all are excluding me. I'm like, Jen, we have the same Facebook page. We all we have a private one for the hosts. We all update and every single thing is there. No, it's not. I never read it. I'm like, <laughs> that doesn't mean it's not there. It just means you never read it. And she sent a thing like an hour ago. She's like, oh my god, I have no notifications turned on. I had no idea this resource was available. Yes. And because it wouldn't be an introduction without Ryan hijacking it, let's go ahead and get back to the introduction with Jen. Jen, how are you doing? It's been a while. I'm really good. How are you doing? Yay! I I am doing well, thank you. Also joining us is Danielle. Danielle, how are you this evening? Oh, just wonderful, darling. Oh God, darling. I'm gonna I'm gonna hijack my own introduction by saying. The darling needs to be in the episode title for that episode. Because yeah. you guys, all three of you said darling way so many freaking well, times. A, it was so much fun. There's a particular <laughs> reason for that, and it's all Sue's fault. It's all Sue's fault. It's no, Sue's but it's, fault. But, I'm going to hire a voiceover. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to have a professional actor standing by while we play yeah, the game. And so just, what's going to happen is I will read this person the line, and then they will yeah. say it in the accent. So... It will just be my line That's twice. That's what Scott does for me. <laughs> well, well, we could just have we Bob. We could just have Scott redo the intro and be like, "In a world where the use the word darling is used too much or something." I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna do something. You know what I'm picturing right now? Accent or she American? What? Okay, wait. How about this? We'll, we'll talk about the orders in a second. Let's say hi to Sue. Introduce. Let's say let's say hi to our lovely producer Sue. Sue, how are you? Howdy. I am. I'm good. I'm a little surprised. I stopped downstairs for a drink on my way up, and and instead of going for something alcoholic, I went for a Vita water. And as I'm sitting here drinking my Vita water, you wish you had the alcohol. Sue's special on it, and I'm wondering where the heck this came from because I didn't write it. Hmm. Honey, will you bring if, me some wine? This is the, the if point I die, if somebody poisoned my drink, you'll know why. Uh oh. Oh man, now I feel like I go get a beer. Anyway, um, 
that's the introduction. But I, I want to talk about the ores. First and foremost, we uh, I think I, I speak for all of us, a part of the production crew. Uh, we're, we apologize for not having a live stream of the season uh, uh, premiere. Uh, yeah, uh, we, we are the production crew. But, uh, yeah, um, but so unfortunately we apologize, uh, but that will go, uh, a recording of that will be available hopefully, uh, within the next couple of weeks, uh, as four the, months, depending on how we feel. Well, pre- preferably, <laughs> preferably weeks. Cause otherwise this is going to take us multiple years to do. I would actually prefer hours. So. Hours? Well, we, that means that you and I would have to record after this podcast. I'm okay with that, actually. We do need to have a conversation. We do definitely need to have a conversation because the cool thing about the uh, season, uh, <laughs> keep on forgetting the word, the season uh, two. Wait, hold on. I have to interrupt. Thank you, love. Thank you for my one. <laughs> I love you. That podcast can truly start. I love you just as much as the day I married you. <laughs> <laughs> she hasn't even started drinking well, yet. Jerry, me, we all know what happened that day. <laughs> Cheers, everyone. Cheers, everyone. Quit bowing. <laughs> but anyway, so basically, uh, we apologize, and then we'll have that up soon. You guys are in for an absolute treat. Uh, the to kind of include you in on the inside joke. Uh, one of the new rules of the the next season of the Ors or the current one we're doing is that whenever they're talking in character, they have to do so in a British accent. Oh God. And. Uh, that's just not physically possible. No, trust me. I, you know, the funny thing was, is when I kicked around this idea <laughs> with a couple of people, mm. I was like, I, the person I said that, that they were least worried about was Jen. Because according... Oh, shit. Y'all are... Uh, what? Because of part... Uh, what was it? The Spellcat ripoff episodes of uh, Point of View <laughs> of Arctic Weekly. Uh, Master Fic Theater, whatever it was you guys you called. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, yeah, she per- was much better. Apparently, you actually have a pretty decent British accent. Really? Do you remember... Yes. Who said this? They're my new hero. <laughs> Do you remember the one you did with Mike and Scott, and it was from Shoebox, and they were playing James and... C- I forget who they were playing, but Maybe? Mike... Mike, you, Mike was trying to do the British accent or the oh, English accent, and he could, and you were just like, um, Mike. <laughs> and by the end of it, it was Scott trying to tell him like word by word how to say it. And by the very end, it was just Scott doing all the voices, and Mike was like the door. <laughs> he was like, he couldn't do it. Yeah, I think even I'm better than Mike, and that's saying a whole lot. Yeah. So last week, and I was just actually getting alcohol. I mean, we so. watch so many British I need to television, television shows and whatever that it's like. I don't know. Just mimic it as best you can. Well, what happened was Bob yeah, like Bob Who's... sent a memo. Yeah. <laughs> Bob sent a memo. It was a very it was a voice memo. It's new for Bob, and it was very informative. And one of the things we were talking about was for Ma- for, for Master Effect for um for the Aurors, we were going to try and get you know more away from like the like the game board and more into you know just being in character and using accents and trying to have more fun with it. So what happened was Danielle has been listening to a podcast that Sue recommended called Beyond Belief. And she has mm-hmm. been talking like a character named Sadie Doyle, who is absolutely hysterical. She's the best character on the thing. And so so Danielle did the Aurors in the voice of Sadie Doyle from Beyond Belief. And uh, Sue did the Aurors in the voice of one of the nuns <laughs> who taught me fourth grade, like Aww. Sister Mary Catherine or she whatever it was. She went from kind of Irish, British, She Russian. had robe. Yeah. At one point, she was like Sister Blanche from like Austin, yeah. Texas. It was... It was pretty funny. Ooh, I see a light outside. I think that's the guy oh, from the... Oh, I think he's going to check and see if our Ooh, delivery is here. Um, well, I need to listen out. to this or so I can gain confidence, because it sounds like y'all all did fabulously. It was so much fun. 
Like it was just so much fun. I can't wait to participate. Yeah, no, it's 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 a lot of fun. Uh so y'all I, didn't I, finish? There's well, another one? There's going well, it just depends. I I may rework it so that Basically, when we do the, the, the recording, for, I'll try to merge it into episode two. I'll just cut out certain parts. Because basically, uh, without getting in, ah, no, we won't get into it. Because I don't want to spoil uh, for okay. what has already been recorded. But yeah, no, basically, all that needs to be recorded for episode one are... Because basically, I don't know if we've mentioned this, I apologize if we have, whatever, I, I apologize. But basically, episode one is broken up into three parts. The first part is where the, the main orders team left off. Uh, so you'll, then their escape from Luna Amar, a, Amor a, whatever the hell it's called. Anyway, uh, I have to reference that with, uh, Scott. He's the official, gets to name everything, not name everything, but the, uh, pronunciation of things. Then the second part follows Jade McDonald after she disapparated away from the whorehouse and what she does in the 12 hour period between when she left and then the beginning of episode two. Do you have and ideas? I have ideas. I hope you have ideas. I do. I'm just worried that my ideas are going to be a little, uh, not your ideas. Okay. Well, as long as it, <laughs> hopefully it can happen within the course of 12 hours. Otherwise you'll be gone from the, the main Anything game for can longer. In the course of 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've decided that I needed another fellow adult to record this podcast, this particular podcast with. Who'd you call? I don't know. But, uh, and then the third part of the episode, um, is, uh, the introduction of the new character, uh, Damien Albright, who is played by Scott. And so I want to, I don't want to give away anything with that, but basically it's, it's his introduction, uh, to the game and they, hopefully everyone will kind of converge back in episode two. If I, I always hate playing with Scott because he's so good and professional and I just feel like I know it's going to raise up the quality. I think that, that's no, it's not. It's to make us all feel like idiots and we're going to get no, depressed about our lives. I love Scott. Scott is the Do you remember no. Scott when we stayed together? Yes. I think that Jade and Scott should have a duet. A duet. I actually played that. The Aurors go into the three broomsticks and do some karaoke. Yes, we have to go undercover for musical theater. I do karaoke. <laughs> All I can tell you is after the last podcast, I'm going to be very, very pissed at Jade's character because she abandoned us and we had to do all that crap while by herself. Well, there were necessary goings. That oh, there will be some anger. There will be animosity. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's going to get interesting. That's all I'm going to say. But I, I'm, I'm actually alcoholing it up myself, so I know Jen is here. Thank you. I'm going to drink blink right here. Jen, I feel Jen, like I, we're bonding. I feel very left out that I went for the Vita Water and not the oh. one last mics I had. Take a I am not in any way, shape, or form. It takes me too long to get up and down the stairs. Don't worry, Sue. We're we're non-alcoholic together. I need okay. to go use the restroom. I yes, Bob. Go use the restroom. Podcasters don't let podcasters drink alone. Aww. <laughs> oh my goodness. So did we all sit now? Let's um. We'll do a little bit of gossip here on the podcast. Oh boy, Melinda. We all remember Melinda Leo. You know, Melinda, yes. you know, communist. She contacted alcoholic. me tonight. I feel very special. Well, she put she like me. Yes, she did. Like, well, she. I am to me and everything. Jen, the message I sent you earlier tonight was for, was for Melinda. What? I said okay. Melinda posted this evening that she wants to read the fic 
about Snape mentoring that Harry. Her? That was Melinda. You, I was about to be so proud. My first response to, to Melinda was, were you hacked? I'm so disappointed were you now. Hacked? Melinda's know. looking for a Snape fic. So I said, I'm going to point out, you know, I, I, I have a very good Harmony fic you might like. She's like, I can't read that. <laughs> That's like reading Harry Ron. I'm like, well, at least Melinda Leo is blind to sexual orientation, apparently. But it's yeah. it's just... That's a great place to come back in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Melinda Leo is blind to All I heard was Melinda Leo and confusion and sexuality. That's all Cheers, I heard. Cheers, Bob. Yes. Stop spreading rumors. Cheers, Jen. Stop spreading rumors. Unfortunately, so, during an alcoholic and Jen broke her vote. She read the... Uh, in the bat... I have no idea what Sue just said. I think it involved a bat of some kind. Sue's being, being consumed by the farm. The farm. Damn. Exterminate. Exterminate. <laughs> oh, Sue, it's getting rough. <laughs> <laughs> She's crying. You know how the Wi-Fi is at Duxford Farm. So, so just a total side point, since this is a total hodgepodge crap session of topics, I am, I have friends who are very angry at me because they're, they're a married couple and they were in my, my Tamadachi life. Mm -hmm. And yes, two days ago, they're like, let's have our fourth child. And I was like, that sounds like a great idea. And then today, when I start opening up the game this morning, they were divorced. Oh, what is Tamadachi? Tomodachi, the Tomodachi life. Did you not ever? Did you ever listen to that episode, Jen? <laughs> you're funny. I know you, you, you're funny. Yeah, you actually never listen to it. I know. You, you've seen the pictures, oh, though. I so. have no internet. That would be there you, you should be able to hear me again. <laughs> I I'm gonna have to look oh. this up. Toma, what is it called? It's Tomodachi life, and you should look it up from uh, a device other than your iPad. Do you really play? I've played Tomodachi life. Well, I own it. Yeah. But you should uh, check it out on the Point of View Weekly website, the episode. I forget the name of the episode. I'll, I'll send you a link, Jen. Thank yeah. you, Sue. No, Jen, I'm going to sum this up for you real fast. Quickly, this, yes. Uh, Bob, this is the one with the French maid. Am I correct? Yes, this is where she's a French maid. Yes. Uh, Jen, what happened here was um, I was marrying Bob under, um, like, a hopa. Okay. Yes, I'm I know that is because of Gilmore Girls. Thank you, Gilmore Girls. But that's how the picture looks. And um, you, in a French maid outfit, are glaring at us. Is this Jade? No, this is no, actually this you. Is you. This, this is Jan. Why am I doing that? Because you, you're pissed that we're getting married. I don't have a French maid outfit. You do in what outfits do you have? Well, I did get one that. <laughs> I have because no. you do have a stripper pole in your bedroom. Is that correct? I did want a stripper pole in my bedroom. Yes, oh. it makes I have a friend who has a stripper pole in their uh, in their living room. That the kids would have too much fun with that. Actually, I've tried dancing on a stripper pole. Thank you. Oh. Season five credits is the key. <laughs> okay, wait. And wait, is there the video the of this? There is not. Mm -hmm. I made sure. Hey, what are we talking about? I don't know. Jen, I sent is this the Tomodachi thing? I sent Jen a link of the Tomodachi thing. Okay, I am looking for, let's see. So this is me in a French maid outfit with what Brian and Bob getting married? Yes, under a uh, No, you have to go down to the one that says marriage, and that's the one. With the, with the, I want to get married. You are married. You are now, married. Well, you, you and Bob aren't really married. No, no, I married, married another me, and Ryan desperately wants to get with Danielle, but Danielle is not interested in the slightest. <laughs> oh! I have to get with this. We're... 
This is what happens when you don't have your notifications turned on on Facebook. I know. know I miss so much. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. I miss the homework assignments. But me and Sue are besties. You are? Yes. yes. And, and, the, and our farm life kind of made that come true, didn't it? It did. It did. It really did. You did. You oh, yeah. brought a book to read because I, I want to skipping. be part of this, like, in-group, but there were animals involved, so. Oh. I know. Jen's like, Jen tried forever. so hard. Poor Jen. She's like, now I can come to the farm. Is it possible you could have all the livestock killed? Because <laughs> like, <laughs> so I just, I love animals from afar. <laughs> Jen's in like a... Like digital, like, I like digital animals. So funny one night, like we were going to bed. It was get pretty late. We'd said goodnight to Sue and like we're laying down and like I think we were about to turn the light off and all of a sudden we just heard... And I'm like, oh my god, there's a cat in here! Yeah, there are many fun animals. So I think our next Poofwood visit needs to be everybody goes to Texas. Mm -hmm. After years of hearing about it, it's like the yeah, this is like let's We're go hang out with the scorpions. The death trap of the There's stuff. no scorpions. Although we went to Hobby Lobby the other day, yeah. and that a yeah, scorpion. You know how some pet smarts are right next door, mm-hmm. and two like a tarantula had ex- escaped PetMart, PetSmart, and it was on top of the wall, like in the entrance to go into Hobby Lobby, and like all the man- that manager was a woman. And she came out in her heels, and she just kind of looked at it like, "What am I supposed to do about it?" Another reason for me to not visit Hobby Lobby. Um, I just tried to make a comment there. <laughs> and you failed. And I failed. <laughs> now, I have a question for Jen. For Jen. Yes. Now, have we all seen Doctor Who last week? Yes. No, and I was really, really mad that I hadn't seen it until I remembered it was scary. And then I was no, like, all right, really Ryan no, was wasn't scary. here to make me watch it. I've got to tell, I've got to tell you It did not compare to Are You My Mummy. Oh, no. No, it wasn't as scary. It, and then it's not scary like that either. Can I tell you, it it's was like probably, and I don't want to spoil Bob, it's, it's early, that could have been an episode. I think I Meh. have not enjoyed an episode that much. I don't think I've, I, I, well, The Day of the Doctor was my well, I just want to make, Sue, cover your ears. It's okay. You're fine. Well, Bob hasn't seen it either. Hey, Meh. cover your ears Why then, because I have to say. Bob, do you care? I'm covering my ears. Okay. Of course, it really doesn't matter because I'm wearing earbuds, and I it doesn't matter. But hey, I'm going to cover my ears, and it holds it in. Okay, but can I just say one word? Yes. Can I say one word? Time lock? Question mark. Hello. Why is it that with Moffat we can change all the rules with every new Doctor that you know fits that particular episode? Like hello. The, huh? The you're saying because they were able to go back to Gallifrey. Yes. It's never been stated. Yes, he did. He said it was in a time lock. The t- here's the thing. The time war the time war was in a time lock. They never they never say yeah, cuz that's the thing. This is the thing with Doctor Who it's, it's always been what's to prevent 12 from going back to the 1970s and having another adventure with the Brigadier. I just, there was several things that I had issues with. First of all, why did it look like the 1800s? Like, freaking Gallifrey was supposed to be this advanced civilization, even if the doctor was a child. Like, no, that was, that was the barn. That was like their, that was their barn. Do we need a a spoiler alert for this? Yeah, we'll insert, yeah. Yeah, Retroactive spoiler alert if you haven't seen the last week's episode and for the 
for the edit. Spoiler alert for Doctor Who. If you are not interested in being spoiled. It's the companion show. It has nothing to do with the Doctor. He's just this lump who travels. And it's all about Clara saving the world. I disagree because I honestly, I I, I still think, I know you're going to say it sounds unfair. I still think you just don't want to like this. No, it's not just me. I thought it was was absolutely fantastic. The, The scene that she's talking about, if you haven't seen it, is the Doctor... The, the, there's this entire the cat's in the same I mean I think it's I think, like, he, I think this doctor Clara. like actually brings out the best in Clara I think he's actually pushing her to become better and the, it's not called the companion who it's okay doctor. so but if and it was Rose doing show. it you would love it you loved Rose if that were Rose taking charge know. and protecting Ted you would have loved it I think that Moffat pushes Clara to be too much of a superhero. Like, what if it was Donna? What if it was Donna? What if it was Donna? But it's not. He, there has been a a theme since the beginning that his the companion. It's the Doctor Who show, not the companion show. Mm-hmm. He bounces ideas off the companion. They go, travel with them, but it seems to me like Clara. But if, no, Amy Pond. Amy Pond. I mean, yeah, Amy Pond. You loved it when like it was by Amy. Far more like focused on, I think, than Clara was. Her character was developed, but it was never Amy saves the world, and the Doctor just kind of sits back and lets her. Like it never was. Of course, that. it was when the Doctor was shot in Utah, and River and, and Rory and, and Amy were conspiring to save him. Of course, it was then. I don't know. It just who, to who me making Clara, Bob. Huh? making Clara so important makes it feel like. Everybody else That's is. That's you don't like Clara. <laughs> I like well, Clara. I think she's hot. Because you don't like Clara and don't want to see her, though. I mean, that's the. It's. It, it doesn't feel like you're saying. This it is, is a, her personality. I don't like it. Yeah, you're right. You, but you, yeah, you don't like. Like, like she's that bossy know-it-all, and that's to me that's the doctor's role. And I. Well, this I don't doctor. Think she comes across as a bossy. Well, the problem. Is, like they should have just cast her as the doctor. Since that's what they were going to do with Well, her. you could say River Song. River Song was... Yeah, River was awesome. I loved River. Yeah, but that's the thing. River was a Mary Sue. She knew everything. She was ultra cool. She could shoot a thousand silence warriors without blinking. I know, and somehow Clara managed to pull off every annoying bit of that same... But that's the thing. I personality. honestly think you sat down and said, I'm going to hate this episode. No, <laughs> you I watched it. No, that's party. not true. That's 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 totally know, not true. I know, because but... I've watched Clara and I've really worked at trying to like her. Even when Cl- she was with Matt, we didn't like her. The, well, the problem with Clara's character is the character's introduced and she was a plot device from the beginning. And Amy was a plot device from the beginning, too. And I didn't like Amy in the beginning at all, either. It's hard to have a plot device and then mold the plot device into a character. Plus, she was written inconsistently. In the very beginning, she was written as the character who the Doctor would take her anywhere in time and space. And she's like, okay, maybe tomorrow. I'm busy today. Like, it wasn't... She wasn't going to be the companion who was wowed by it. And I kind of liked that because that's a nice change of pace. By the end of Matt, she was the stereotypical companion who loved the Doctor. And that's mm-hmm. who, the, like, the last four people had been. So that was a little old. And now with uh, Peter Capaldi... Capaldi, Capaldi, I feel like she's now re- returning to like where she was in the beginning, where she was. She's like the stronger character who will like slap him on the back of the head when he's being an idiot, and I, I kind of like that a little bit more. It reminds me a little bit of like Donna just being his buddy. Well, they also have a very symbiotic relationship. I feel like they both depend on each other for certain things, and it works. Oh, I don't. I think Clara totally doesn't depend on anybody. Like she barely, like he has to drag her out of the TARDIS. Like, I, I don't know. 
I'm sorry. I know that y'all love her. I know well, like, she held out her hand in the first episode of the season, saying, "If I know the doctor, he has my back." She depends on him, right? She's she's because that's she who the doctor do it all is. on her own. Because and that was the thing, yeah. And I love that scene with her. And see, I thought that the doctor was just a jackass in that scene. So I, I, I can definitely see it. Like on, I mean, yes, you like Clara in that episode, but on the flip side. I hated the doctor at that moment. Let me I'm ask like, you I have this. never, have you, let me ask I've you this. never hated the doctor before. Let me ask you this. Has there been anything Peter Capaldi has done that you have liked? I moment? like the chalkboard. I do like the little quirks that they give him. You know, like. He wrote a chalkboard. He's he's and he always has a piece okay. of chalk. He actually, no, he has a piece of chalk all I the time. I don't hate the TARDIS. You know how I kind of didn't like it when Matt was in that in-between mm-hmm. phase, that red but I like it now. Um, I thought it looked kind of alien and cool. Um, I liked, I loved the little scene at the very end of the first episode where Clara's on the phone with Matt. Like at that point, like I, I but but again, I felt like. But you like that because Matt was in the scene. <laughs> well, no, that's not true. I liked Capaldi <laughs> in that scene. And I could almost get into it, but it felt, again, like Moffat does not write characters. He tells other characters he tells the audience through characters how you're supposed to feel about other characters instead of writing characters likable. He did that with Amy. We didn't like her for the first couple episodes. Finally, he started writing her as a character instead of every other character telling us if we should like her. And he did that with the doctor, I feel. Like, he talked through Clara to the audience and basically, well, through Matt. He talked through Matt and said, um, you know, I'm handing the reins over. This is the new doctor. All through that first episode was you like this doctor um, or you're just age prejudiced, basically, to the audience. I mean, that's kind of what it felt like. Like, this is the doctor we chose. Like, get over it. Well, they were, he was acknowledging he looked older than he has. Well, that, he doesn't have to years. acknowledge it. Like, we all, it's very clear. Well, I know, but, but, like, for him to, like, it felt like an insult to the audience watching it. Like, you you either get over this or you know don't watch the show. We don't give a crap. No, I don't. I don't think that's what they do. I mean, the the thing is with him. Okay, look at first look at the doctor, then look at the show. For the show, the doctor has not been in his fifties in fifty years. Yeah, because on no, the show the doctor so. has been walking. I know because he doesn't wear leather, so you hate it. <laughs> but on oh, the show, the doctor hasn't been with the appearance of someone who's older. Well, actually, that's not fair because Mac is older by the end. But you know. If you put that aside, you know, for a th- he's been Matt for a thousand years. So now he's a new doctor and he comes out and he looks older. So I kind of like the fact that they acknowledge, yeah, I look older now. Because that was the thing with Matt where he looked the youngest, but he acted the oldest. Now he looks old. And I like the fact that they just acknowledge you look like an old man now. I guess I just still feel like they haven't worked hard to define the doctor. They basically said, yes, he's old. He well, looks that's, old. No, that's the whole point. No, am I a good, they, am I a good man? He's that's trying, the question. He's trying to figure it out. The whole, well, the I know, but trying to figure it out. But they have, going from what they, I mean, they had a really great show going with Chris and then David and then Matt. They had a great show. They had like a billion watchers. And instead of Moffat going, okay, here's the new guy. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to write the shows to make the person who hates this actor, I'm going to make them love no, this actor. And he hasn't done I'm that. I'm sorry. I think you really, really don't like it. Because... No, oh, I, I don't feel episodes. like he's trying to No, because the minute you saw Capaldi, you said, I hate it. I'm just taking it in a different direction, I'm not gonna, it's, it's refreshing, because otherwise it's the same damn episode Cause, every week. Because I, I didn't want them to put a young guy in. Like, I don't even care. The, the Doctor is a non-character. It's the Clara show. 
Like, we have, he hasn't tried at all to make us like this it's doctor. three episodes. I love this doctor. I know, and it's been Clara, Clara, Clara. No, it's not, I love this doctor. I love Capaldi. I love every... <laughs> the only thing we've learned about this doctor but this is, is the thing. You have, you're like, I don't outfit. like it, so clearly he sucks. No, it's, that's not true. Everything I have seen is that he's a murderer, and he's an asshole. He was a jerk. Like, he is not... Who brought, Robin, Hood's, who brought Robin Hood's wife back to him at the end? Ugh. Don't even get me started on the spoon. Uh, just, <laughs> Jen is the one person on earth who does no, not. No, I just think that, like, you don't even want to see that my, my point no, of view I is, think your point, like, I've just, tried to like him. Like, I really, because we don't want to give up the show, and I keep watching. Like, why would I keep watching if all I wanted to do was hate it? Well, I, I want it's, to it's, like it, but I, I feel I know like... You I, do. I, I, it's hard cool. for me, because you said before it even aired, uh, you know, th- th- they've ruined this show. Clearly, he's just, Moffat has decided, well, I know, instead of carrying I, on his good show, he's... You know, I, expect, I expected Moffat to pull a first episode like he did the 11th hour, and where I immediately... I hated Matt. I didn't want Matt. I loved David. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I did not want that ugly... But you're saying... Geronimo guy. But he made me love him in the first episode. And Capaldi, I could give a shit about him well, because know, this you, is the Clara show. But you say like, it's the Clara show because you don't like Clara no, and she's the in Clara it. Show because it is. That's not Can true. I tell you this? I hate Christopher Hayden on Gilmore Girls. Danielle is watching season seven of <laughs> Gilmore Girls. Every time I walk in the kitchen, I want to give up food because every time I walk in that room, that character is on TV. So I keep saying, you know, it's the Christopher show. I hate Chris. Well, he's an actor on a show. I just happen not to like him. I'm sure if you like Christopher Hayden, the first thing you did when you woke up today, I do not personally hate Capaldi. I think he's probably a very sweet man. If that's the character, I'm sure the guy who plays Christopher's in he's a non-character. He has zero personality. I mean, that's the thing. Like, he has not had a defining. I'm the doctor. Like, I guess I was expecting. Aside from every scene where he said I'm the doctor that you didn't like. I mean, well, he can say I'm the doctor all he wants, but you know, it's not like when Matt came out and he saved the freaking world, and then like they did all the pictures, and he was like, I'm the doctor now. Deal with it. But, like, he showed us that he was the doctor. He saved the world. This guy lets Clara do all the work. And he goes around going, I'm the doctor. Wait, where's my pants? I mean, that that feels like what he is. Oh, wait, I didn't realize the doctor was Bob. Huh? Oh, looking for a pants. Oh, so funny. Ha, 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 ha. And I'm going to really hope that they write the doctor as I the think doctor. The but they're not. I, no, that's yeah, the wait, I think I, wait, 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 yeah, I'm going to butt in butt here in. a minute. Could it just be that they're still playing with his character? Because it seems to me, and I've, I missed last week's, but I've seen everything else, that he's still trying to figure out, you know, who he is. Yeah, and I realized that he's the doctor and he's a billion years old and, and he goes through this change all the time, but they always seem like they just need a little bit of time to kind of catch up with well, themselves. Been a, it's been a thousand years since he last changed, but you're saying they're writing this lazily is in, you know, they put the scene in with Eleven saying, you know, well, except, no, I think except the new guy, he's me. The thing is, every time there's a new doctor, the fans miss the old guy. This happens when you switch teachers yes, in school. Yes, but you don't by like the this second episode, you're kind of on board. Now we're past the episode three, and I'm still going, uh, waiting still. Yeah, but Like, he, maybe he's... Sue's right. We're going to give it to the end of the season, and hopefully they'll flesh out. Moffat will figure out who this doctor is and flesh him out a little bit. But I really, I've been disappointed. Now, I did, I will say, I liked the storyline of the last episode. However, 
I just felt like a lot of Moffat's stories have gaping holes, and he kind of writes whatever he feels like for the episode and changes all the rules, and I feel like he did that in this episode. Yeah, and so it's kind of like, okay, view. like somehow we have to make Clara the center of the universe again. I, I, think, I think, though, if Clara was in the episode for two minutes, I think you... I just get the feeling like this. There wasn't a big Clara, massively Clara episode for me. Oh, it compared was. To, like to, that to other that was all about her. But but, it, but there's the thing. I didn't hear you complaining every week. Oh, this episode was all about Amy when Amy was in it. Just because as much, it wasn't like Amy. Amy. This it wasn't Amy, the girl who fixed and changed and was wonderful for the whole world, for the whole universe. Every episode. I mean, it's like it's it was. What just growing was? old. Like if they did an episode where Clara got it wrong. And the doctor came, like, maybe I would like her. Maybe I would see her as human. But, like, this impossible, unrealistic, it just is like, oh, what did Clara do this week? Oh, okay, she's wonderful. When I didn't ever, I didn't root for her ever. Like, that's the kind of. Well, you don't like her. I don't know. I think it's personally just my own opinion. Like, I think it's refreshing not to have a female companion who's constantly in distress because that just gets boring. I mean, she's a strong female. She doesn't always need help. And I get that that's the whole point with the doctor. Like, oh, you know, I'm going to take, like, Rose, who just had a very common, boring life, and I'm going to show her exciting things, and she's going to love me, and it's going to be wonderful. And, okay, like, that's fine. And then, you know, we progress on to, you know, people like Donna, who's more of just, like, a best friend, and that was fun. But, I mean, I don't know. I would just see Clara as a very strong female who doesn't really need to be rescued. She's well, and there. I agree she's with almost that. more. She's almost more, I don't want to say equal with the doctor, but, you know, she's, well, she's they not, can learn this doctor's from incompetent. How is he I, incompetent? No, I want to hear this. I want you to back up what you're saying. How is he incompetent? I just don't feel, like, I don't feel like you can make, I don't see why he has to write Clara as a strong woman, but in doing so, he has to write this doctor How is he incompetent? He is just... Give an example. Incompetent as in he's not a a fleshed out character. He's just, he wanders around screen, mumbling, and doing whatever, and you have no idea what he's doing, or what, like, it's just, it's just, he's written very poorly. No, Matt, no, it's not written very, no, because, I'm sorry, I disagree, I'm sorry. Okay, so, I want to agree with you on this, and I won't back down. (laughs) Give an example. I think he's written very poorly. Uh, The first episode, like, what the hell? He just, like, wandered around. He, like, attacked a homeless man. David Tennant was asleep through 90% of his first episode. He was asleep. He was. He needed a cup of tea. I mean, come on. He's terrible. I think he's a horrible He traded a homeless man. He gave him a valuable watch for a That homeless man thought he was going to cut him. Like, he was a freaking All right, the sixth doctor. The sixth doctor almost kills his companion when he regenerates. I don't care about that. Cause well, I, I know, because you don't think, because you don't, you think the show no, failed because, because it had older bad. doctors, even though it lasted 25 years, you thought the show failed because the doctors were over the age of 40. Well, but it's Sesame Street, but I don't watch it now. Like. Well, yes, you do. You have young kids. But no, I mean, can you name one instance of when the doctor was incompetent? I'm just asking. It was your word. I just. I just feel like we haven't seen... Okay, so I used the wrong word. Not incompetent. Just no, useless. Just useless. He doesn't do anything. He is just... he. You know, I, I, yes, he's glad he came back and saved Clara because what would the show be if he actually left her alone? But for 10 minutes, she thought she was going to die and he let her. Like, I don't care. You cannot say... Oh, he's wonderful. He's the best doctor ever. When he does have an asshole side, like he, he does things you can't, differently than he does things thing. badly. 
Exactly. No, He's a horrible person. All right. <laughs> Quit the I show. You're not breaking... going to like it. Moving on to this. I have breaking news. <laughs> what do you got? Okay. The ancient yew tree that they used that was the star of Harry Potter fame as the Whomping Willow yes. has split in half and collapsed. Oh. I was going to say, how is this breaking news if it's ancient? So the, the Whomping Willow has died in Wait, the time Jen and I are debating Capaldi. The Whomping Willow, the, what they hey, used for real? the movie. Yeah, I was about oh. to say, that wasn't CGI. For the, what they used for the movie. Huh. And this is what it says. The ancient you in Ashridge Estate, in the Ashridge Estate, which starred as the Whomping Willow in the Harry Potter films, has collapsed. What other films was then? It was because it was it was obviously a fake tree in chamber. Yeah, but they had it in the background in different places. Oh. Mm-hmm. It was probably based off a real tree. Jen, we got into such a fight over Capaldi. The Whomping Willow died. I know. Well, I want to say this. Yeah. I want to say this final thing because yes, I feel like you I need to end it on a good note. You let, you I just feel like I'm going to wait the season out. I'm hoping that we will. We all hated Amy. And then we loved her. Oh, wait, you didn't. You hate, I don't even know who you like. But I love the baby <laughs> at the end. You know what I mean? And so I'm going to give it, and I'm going to hope that, like, eventually Moffat will come around to write him. But I, I want to say this. I think, whereas I am coming, where I think you are coming into this show, like, you are like, I'm going to love the show no matter what. Like, even if it's terrible, I'm going to love it. It's going to be awesome. No, whereas actually, you are, I, no, listen, I didn't listen, like it when listen, you listen, listen, yeah. Whereas you are thinking on the flip side that I went to this show going, I'm going to hate everything. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And I don't think that that's fair on either of our sides. I think it comes down to, like, there's some things where sometimes you're just a Republican, sometimes you're just a Democrat, you're going to disagree on things. I think that the moments that Jen has loved in the series, because we have differences in opinion, I may not have loved. I think she loved, like, I think of the newer doctors, my least favorite is David Tennant, and that's probably her most favorite. Well, it was until the final season of Matt, and I think that I made Matt my favorite. Yeah, like, Matt is my favorite, too. But the end of David Tennant, I can't stand. It's hard. For Amy, was- I didn't like her in the beginning. I liked her by the end of season five. I didn't like her in season six by season, season seven. I liked her again. I just thought the storyline went too long. But the difference is, and I said this the night I watched, uh, listen, the most recent episode, I, I'm i a fan of Stephen Moffat, and a lot of people don't like him. And a lot of people, I think, it's so easy just to blame Moffat for everything without acknowledging that half of your favorite characters came from Moffat. So mm-hmm. I'm a fan of him. And if you're not a fan of him, you're probably going to fall on the other side of this. And that's just. Well, and perfect. that's, you know, I love Sherlock. Moffat does Sherlock. Love Sherlock. I loved the episodes and the characters that Moffat has fleshed out. What I don't like about Moffat in Doctor Who specifically is that, he wastes a lot of episodes, a lot of times when he introduces new characters with, it's like he himself has not figured out where he wants that character to go. And we sort of wait and we either, we're just kind of ambivalent. And then he comes in and he, with an episode and you go, I love that character. And, but he waits to like the eighth episode or something crazy. And then you're like, so for the first tap, you know, first season, you're just going like, what? I hate this character. You know, but then you you do he writes them in a way that you you eventually love them. That's just his style. I feel like he did that with several characters. But as far as this particular doctor, I don't know. I I you, maybe I am being a bit negative, but I keep no listen. I do watch every episode with the hopes that he will prove me wrong. 
Because there has been the episodes where I went into it going, oh, this is going to be stupid. And then it blew me away. It did. It would happen with Matt. It, I just haven't had that yet. And I'm hoping that it will come. Well, I'm waiting for Bob and Sue to watch Listen, which aired last week, because I think it was a great Capaldi episode. And it's either going to, you'll either love him then or you'll still be very ambivalent. But I'm, well, it's I'm, definitely a great Clara episode. Yeah. Well, I like Clara too. So well, then Bob will like it. Bob, Bob will love it. All right. Now, Bob and I. She is pretty. Oh, yeah. Now, <laughs> what we were talking a little about last week, and Jen, I just want to kind of fill you in on what I this is. I love you, Ryan. I love you too, Jen. Before, Wait, just, plus, just, smiley before, face. Before, before. Plus, I have to defend Clara because remember, like, way back when we started the Aurors, and Bob was like, find a celebrity you want, you know, that you would play you in the Aurors. And I picked Clara. Like, it's what I picked. <laughs> Isn't he you technically played Jenna Coleman? Yeah, or, yeah. Not, not, not really yeah. Jen, not, not really a, you're kind of weird having a character playing a character. Well, you know what I meant. I know what you, you know meant. what I meant, Bob. I know what you meant. <laughs> so basically, before we move on to the yeah. topic I know Ryan really wants to talk about. And Bob and Sue. And I do. But, but before that, I'm just curious, where are we all at in sort of online? Did oh, anyone else watch hearts. this week's? Okay. Yes, Bob. And I, it's just like it keeps just backtracking. My God. Can I tell you this? Danielle and yeah. I watched the last... Just to let you know, Sue is not up to date. Oh, all right. I'm not, well, you Sue, didn't miss anything. Sue, I'm, I'm going to spoil you on nothing. Are you kidding me? Explain explain how death... And oh, death well, yeah. Okay. This is what happens. Yes, we did, we did learn... We did learn... Danielle and I watched Sorry, the Doctor... Do in five minutes. The, the, the Doctor Who episode we just watched, Danielle and I watched that, and then we watched Sword Art. And the thing with Doctor Who was there was so much storyline in this episode so it went to so many different places. I felt like I was watching a two-hour episode in 40 minutes. It just packed it all in. Then we put on Sword Art. Mm-hmm. And at the end of 20-whatever minutes, I think we learned two lines of additional information we didn't know. And then it just regurgitated everything from the week before, which was, by the way, at that point, regurgitated from, from the week before. Like, I feel like they yeah. said, okay, I know you wrote this thing for 12 episodes. you got to stretch it to 16. Yeah. Just keep repeating yourself. Well, they wrote it for five, and then they're stretching it to 15. It's just... Well, I'm just so tired of, like, the whole rehashing of why Carito is in the game and what he's looking for and Death Gun and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, we know this. We've heard it so many times. Like, I, mm-hmm. and, like, yeah, we did learn important Don't, things. I won't really yeah. say, I won't say it, but we did learn important things about Death Gun. Okay, yeah, we learned that. And they figured out how Death Gun works and, and like, you know, actually was, really happening. There was the embarrassing little moment where Carito's like, oh my god, I can see her butt crack. And I'm like, okay. I've been looking at this episode four. Where the hell have you been? <laughs> yeah, it's like, he finally noticed, oh my god, her butt crack showing. Yeah. And that's, like, it was just, and then they just, like, keep on going on. It was just, like, a total side point. So awkward. It's it just, so like, was, was that necessary? Yeah. No. But hey, let's do it anyway. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was just very, very... I feel like there's just something about... I'm sure it's just anime in general. I, I wouldn't know for sure because I don't watch a ton of it. But, like, there's okay. just always, like, that... Um, I don't know. They have a way of making what should be innocent scenes seem, like, sexual. <laughs> oh, I just finished... But it wasn't. Bunhilder it was, yeah. in the Wilderness, like, whatever it was. awkward. Hilder in the Wilderness. And they're having scenes where they're going through and they're clarifying a lot of exposition yeah. while skinny dipping in the hot tub. Yeah. Like, you couldn't be at the mall during the scene? Like, you gotta be in the hot tub during the <laughs> yeah. scene. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting. Um, I'm in the, in the process of finishing up a series called Nisikoi. Uh, basically it is in the vein of the, the romantic comedy, will they, won't they harem style. And what's interesting is like the show starts out with the main character and then like two female characters. 
Mm-hmm. And for the first five episodes, it's a, without giving me the total of the plot, the one girl he has a super crush on and he like wants to be with so desperately, so just really bad. But the other girl he's required to be in a relationship with because he's, his, he's, his, he comes from a gangster family and she comes from a gangster family. And to stop from the two gangster families feuding, they do like, oh, the, their parents make them get together mm-hmm. as bu- a boyfriend and girlfriend because, you know, that will stop people from killing each other, apparently. Okay. So you have these two relationships. And it's this whole will-they-won't-they thing between both these characters for five episodes straight. Like, that's the only thing going on. Like, the window dressing changes, but for the most part, it's the same goddamn thing over and over, week yeah. after week. And about to get to about to episode five, it's like, is this going to change? And guess what? They just add another girl. But will-they-won't-they? They? Yeah. And then they go five episodes. Mm. And then they have a fan service episode, but then they add a fourth girl. And it's just like a lot of anime at times, it feels like let's drag this shit out as much as we possibly can to like, it's, you know, this is why I like go back and like take the office, for example. Okay. The office had like, had, um, like Jim and Pam, like they had the whole, will they, won't they thing for three seasons, two, three seasons. And then it goes. Most, most television shows would have kept that going until the, the show ended. Yeah. Okay? Guess what? They resolved it. They got the characters together and moved on. And they did that for another, what, five seasons? But I always thought those were weaker seasons. Yeah, and I, and that's probably, you could probably make a strong argument for that. But I just, I guess what I've come to realize through watching anime, and this is what ties back in with Sword Art Online, I like stories that have plots that actually legitimately progress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And if, and not just like, you know, it was interesting. Like, the, well, we haven't had a chance to talk about this, this story fully, Ryan, but um, I know that you guys, you guys have watched The Last Ship, right? Yes. Okay. The thing that I've liked about The Last Ship, and, you know, I said it's a great show, and I told my family and my brother and his, and his fiance watched it, and they thought it was the most predictable, boring show ever. But the funny thing was, is I think the reason I liked it so much was that things actually happened. Yep. Yeah, they were slightly predictable, mm-hmm. but. You know, in a show about, you know, spoiler alert for The Last Ship, in a show where they talk about this this plague or this whatever that, you know, doesn't have a cure, they found a cure by the end of the first you season. You know the best Yeah, thing. no, you're right. It, it moved at a really The best nice stories. Pace. There was a series that was on years ago. It was a, it was a spinoff to Babylon 5 that got canceled. In the plot oh, of the show. Five. The ba- take take a shot. The plot of the show, there was a TV movie <laughs> where this Earth gets hit with this plague. Everyone on the planet's going to be dead in five years. Quarantine the planet. We're all going to die. And we're sending our the, our best spaceship out into space to find a cure. And that's the setup for the new show. And the show got canceled. The producer said, here's the deal. I'm going to let you know what I would have done if we didn't get canceled. About six episodes into season two, I had a five-year outline for the show. Six episodes into season two, I was going to find the cure. Mm. The show was not about the plague. It was about the after effects of the plague and a coup and all this different stuff and rebels. Also, that was the show. So I like shows that in the beginning they say here's your plot and then they turn it on a dime and and how it's not predictable in that way. But I I totally know what you mean. Even though it was a little predictable, the show was progressing somewhere different, and I like that. But on the flip side. There is always the ones who do it wrong. Like, look at Heroes. Like, I feel like they, every season kind of ended everything in a nice big bow tie. And I feel like in some regards, yes, they had the writer's strike and that kind of ruined them. But at the same yes, time, the they wrote themselves into a bit of a hole. And, like, it just got 
like he every you know it just they were like desperate for plot lines. Well, the thing too is it's not you can't look at it like a novel where the writer says, "Okay, I'm going to do three, or I'm going to do one, or I'm going to do whatever." I mean, it's right, a, right. they're like, "Well, what if I get canceled after one year? What if we make it to two? What if like, God forbid?" To third, a certain extent, the British have it really good. Right. What if, God forbid, we are the most popular show on television and I have to write ten seasons of show right, and I have right. three seasons of, of, story. of story? Like, that yeah. was, they did an interview with the producer of um, Gilmore Girls who did Bunheads. And she's like, when I did Gilmore Girls, I could stretch my story over ten episodes. On TV today, if you want to get the ratings, you have to use all of your story in the first two episodes just right. to get people in. And then what the right, hell are you right. going to write about after that? Right. Mm-hmm. And it's just, so then you have to make up crap and you've got to, you know. Have, and sometimes have, it goes and sometimes it's just stupid. Right. And then Whatever you have happened saying, watching Sword Art, nothing happened in this I know. Episode, yeah, so what's it like, ever happened in miniseries? Sometimes? Like, I think. Well, then I don't feel bad that I missed it. Right. So, I mean, I don't know. We could, this could go on for a much larger conversation. Um but we don't have the time for that because I know we want to talk about we're alive. Um, but I just think that I have come to like I'm kind of like Jen, kind of because Jen typed t- typed on t- touched on the uh, the British way of doing things. Like they're like one season one off shows, bam done. Well, like look at Sherlock; it's the yeah. whole season is three episodes, and they write three amazing stories. Right. I but they think... don't do twenty two because they know they can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think what it comes down to is I think. Like we as Americans feel like more is better. Like this is why you see a lot, why you see a lot of like a lot of like a lot of shows jump the shark just like because Vampire it's like it, it's what it works. Well, I mean, going back to The Office, like you know, with all the intents and purposes, you know, that show should have not gone nine seasons. It really shouldn't have. I it mean, after, they, intros, the the last season went well, but like there's like you could have cut out. Three of those seasons. Well, keep in mind, too, for yeah. syndication, you've got to get 80 to 100 episodes. So that's what they shoot for. But the thing that makes me nervous is a lot of, okay, if you're a big star, like Kelsey Grammer just did this. If you're Kelsey Grammer, you had Frasier on the air, you're a big star, you don't want to commit to a project if it's going to get canceled. You said a few shows canceled. So what they're doing now is, I, I talked about this last week, they're doing it, they call it the 90-10 split. Mm-hmm. And Kelsey Grammer will step in and say, okay, here's the deal. I'm going to record, I'm going to film 10 episodes of this show and you're going to buy it. And we're going to agree in advance if the show pulls in the, a particular rating. We're going to write a, a piece of write down on a piece of paper. We're going to agree to a rating. If I hit that rating on the show, you're picking me up for a 90 episode second season. Holy crap! And if I get the and then you'll have 100 episodes for syndication, so we don't have yeah. to worry year the year the year, and you'll be able. And right. they film 90 episodes in like. A, a year. They do like two a week. They did that with uh, Charlie Sheen. Got that? Uh, what's his show that's on? Um, oh, I don't know. You're don't not talking know. to enough men. No, he has. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I don't know. Yeah, he has a show on FX or something now. Well, they have to do that. Anger management, something. Right. Something like that. So, but but imagine like a show that like The Big Bang Theory, which over ten years people kind of grew into. Now imagine trying to crank out a hundred of episodes in a year. I know. Like, five of them are going to be, like, the episode where he, like, got stuck on the couch cushion. Well, and Big Bang has done a very good job at keeping it interesting, because that could have easily been They're progressing it so slowly that... Well, because what else are they to do? I mean... Right, then they'll do the episode, like, the marriage episodes. Then they'll do the baby episodes. And then they'll... Like, Sheldon's only made it to his first kiss. I mean, we've got... (laughs) They could milk that one for, like, years. I'm surprised that even happened. (laughs) No, no, Bob and I... No, I want to share this you're yeah. killing me. Why are we killing you? Because I, I, I'm not going to say. I will say, though, that they do talk about anime and we're alive. 
Oh, can I tell you one thing? They made a second reference to this. I got to the second episode of um, the reference to the celiacs. Yes. And, and, I, and I, I was grateful I got to that one today. I want to share this with Jen. Okay. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a fan of a particular uh, Star Trek audio drama called Star Trek Outpost. I've been listening to it for years. And every year I hear that they are up for a Parsec Award. It's like a sci-fi you know, fan um, award for fan productions and so forth. And they win it like every year. So this year they announced they didn't win it. So I'm like, oh, I wonder who did. And it was won by um, a group who create, who produces a, um, a, a – it's in like the zombie – genre um an audio series called we're alive <laughs> it's in like the zombie genre it's, it's in the zombie it's, genre. It's, it's, zombie. In genre. <laughs> it's in that particular zone the zombie genre dork so I, I listened to the first episode and i thought it was pretty good so i shared it with sue and i shared it with bob now usually when i share things with people <laughs> they get that glazed look on their eyes <laughs> you know the one yep. talking about? and i get a message now Recently, I I share I told Bob to read Ready Player One to change Bob's life. So now I'm like, you know, just check this out. You know, you might like it. Bob, what happened? I checked it out. And oh, past that, yeah. Um, I usually oh. am up till four o'clock in the morning listening to the show as I fall asleep. Aww. He spoons with the Jen. He spoons. I spoon with my iPhone. With my Aww. iPod. Isn't that nice? And what it is, yeah. is it's actually... It's slow. amazing. It's a bunch of... That's all of, I have to sorry. say. Oh, not all of us are obsessive components. And not all of us work in the field, Sue. I have <laughs> She's back one know, but she... chapter left before the finale. Wow. Okay, so I'm going to just go ahead and say this now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would like to highly... All of us here, or for those of us who at least listen to it, we would like to highly recommend that you listen to the audio drama podcast, We're Alive. Uh, whether you're fans of zombies or not, we highly recommend it. However, before we begin this discussion, we would like to let you know that we will be doing full spoilers for the first season, season of one. We're Alive. So you have been warned if you want to actually listen to this show. We'll try our best not to spoil too many things, like, like obviously, but we're gonna, in order to talk about it, we're going to have to spoil Bob, something. did you start season two? I have not. I would like to recommend it as well. You've never listened Thank to it. Thank you, Jen. But I, we, I <laughs> did such a good job she's... selling it. Okay. I did such a good job selling it. Now, just to preface this, it was I, I looked on the IMDb page, and my understanding is in 2009 they were trying to sell a plot to, I, I want to say it was CBS, about what would happen if there was a zombie apocalypse and a group of people took refuge in, like, one like location, you know, not like a prison or a farm or something, like but one location farm. where you could reuse the set so it could be economically, you know, feasible to produce a series and have that be a series. And they were, I believe, told zombies will never do well on television. <laughs> they did say that. So we're not yeah. going to buy it. Little did they know. Little like, did they know. Freaking zombie crazy. So the group happen. then went and they produced it on. You know, as an audio drama. Now, when Jen, you remember when we did Masterfic? Yes. How easy was that to do? It was so easy. You found that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. It was really easy for y'all that were uh, acting in it, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yes. But the editing people... <laughs> took a little bit of work, let's just yes. say. And what... Because those people are gifted, amazing people. And what the um, and what the um, we're alive is is it, it's a bunch of actors. They film it in one I location. I scheduled it. 
Yeah, they're, they're they, all they, together. They're, they're in the same room. They film it. They're, it's a professional production. Do they, they have like a sound equipment. studio? Yeah, they've got a studio mm-hmm. set up. They've got professional actors doing it, and they'll film a bunch of episodes at once. Most of the episodes are 20 minutes long, and they're three or four parters. So, like, chapter five of the series will be three. Um, they're almost episodes. all three parters. All three parters. Some of them are four. There was a couple fives in there. Well, there is one four parter, yeah. yeah. And the season um, one finale is a four parter. And they'll, um, I, I, I want to say they released it like once a week or once every two weeks. So it came out with decent regularity and they have very good production values. Like you really get caught in and the actors are great. The actors yeah. are wonderful. And they it was scary because I, I had a filing day at work. So I was just filing for hours and hours. So I was listening to it at work and I get in my car and I'm driving home and I get an email and I have one of those smart watches now. So it comes right to me and it's basically. You have an iWatch? Well, no, because oh, they God, haven't released no. them yet. Jen, I would kill him. He, I want one so bad. <laughs> yeah, because we have, you know, five. Did you get the six plus? Because that's what I'm gonna get. No, I got the uh, I got the four seven, but I got a okay. Pebble watch, and it, it said to me, "Ryan, your Comcast bill is going up." <laughs> so oh I God, called not Comcast, again. and I so clicked. anyway, these amazing actors. Yeah, so I, no, I hit the button, and the woman from Comcast picks up, and it's Pegs from <laughs> We're Alive. <laughs> oh, Pegs was the shit out of me. And I'm like, step away from the potted plants, Pegs. Step away from the potted plants. <laughs> And I even said to her, because the woman saved me a ton of money, and then she, like, took $60 off my bill for keeping me on the Yeah, yeah, basically you were going to run away with her if you I told her that. I, t- I said that to her and to you. Yeah. Yeah, it was a wonderful. And I told her, I'm like, what are your thoughts on zombies, Comcast lady? She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I think you're right. <laughs> and I'm, then I'm thinking. What, what are your thoughts on zombies? And then <laughs> no, he really said that. I said that. And then I'm like, what if it's actually her? Like, she's, like, an aspiring her actor. Her date job is the Comcast like sales representative, that would be hilarious. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, one of the know. spellcasters' um, boyfriends got recognized because he was wearing a spellcast shirt. Pegs could get recognized by the voice for Comcast. It works. Well, I keep remembering the time that Rena was um, a, an usher at a wedding, and she ran into people she hadn't seen in a while, and they mentioned they loved Harry Potter, and they're like, yeah. they're like, because her real name's Aaron. Aaron, have you heard of this podcast, Potterfic Weekly? It's wonderful. And she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> they don't know it's me. I'm like Batman with the thing. So. Or Melinda Leo being in the aisle at the grocery store or at Walmart or whatever and, and having them talk about her fic as they walk by the teenagers. <laughs> I love that story. That's so awesome. I so, Bob, that. remind me where season one ends because I don't want to. Season yeah, one The ends. zombies were there. <laughs> there were zombies involved. There was, after, there was basically them uh, after the war with the uh, the Maulers. Maulers. Yes. And, yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> Jen, what did you do? I, I sent Jen a memo. I'm like, try and participate even if you I and she's doing a great she's job. She's like, ah, oh, yes, that was so dramatic. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, What's your favorite part, Jen? No. Um, and so basically, also, if I remember correctly, the celiac boy turned to a zombie. Yes. And uh, that was so sad. Uh, the me- <laughs> no, <laughs> celiac zombie. Well, yeah, but he's he dead now. So. Well, the way the season ends is you find out that like they decide to take it. It's all these people, and it's like army members and the people they rescued, and like this guy they found, they, the old man they rescued who like had a gun store and stuff. So they're all living in this fortified apartment building. 
and they decide the people need hope. We're going to take a day off. So they take a day off and they just relax. They don't go looking for food. We can do that tomorrow. We're just going to take a day and have fun. Everyone gets drunk. And at the end of the episode, they get surrounded by like the, the gangs of people who know that they're escaped prisoners. And they're there's a man people. on the inside. And like, they know And at this point, someone's stolen all their weapons are missing. Someone oh. broke in solar weapons. So their weapons are missing. And, and the guy on the inside, on the, on the outside knows that their weapons are missing and knows that, um, that, that they're all drunk. They're, they're drunk. That shit hit the fan. And I thought that would have been a great it place did. to end the season, but then they did like a three, four part episode after that. But there's a scene where they think that, um, that one, the, the kid who has celiac disease, they, they think he may have stolen some food. And my thought at the time was, what food did they think he stole? Because maybe the celiac, what's he going to do with it? I was concerned the whole time if he was going to be able to find gluten-free. I, I mean, <laughs> I didn't know how he was going to. Well, they were like, well, most food for him. I'm like, part. great, until the tomatoes, the tomato crop comes in, you can just gnaw on this tree bark over here, young lad. <laughs> They, they didn't have a kid's just gonna have diarrhea. There's a future no for that. It. All right, so that that yeah. okay. I remember uh, where the season is. So the season ends after interaction with the Maulers. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Okay. And, and and Scarface. Did you go any further, Bob, or did you stop right there, or did you go like an episode further? I am not further than that. I and that's exactly where you stopped. Okay. I want you to hear the intro, and I'm so bummed they stopped doing it after what the first What intro are you talking about, Sue? Because so, I heard have it. you listened to the second season? I'm any of them? Yes, like, I'm like one. Three, yeah, I'm, I'm at like fifteen. Okay, like so just right, one of them. At the very beginning of the second season, and they only do it in the second season. They say, "Warning: This podcast contains loud noises and adult situations. You have been warned." I have never. And I'm like, that. it's totally Bob. I love it. Well, you know that's from. Like, well, Bob I stole it from. Uh, I stole it from the. Uh, what's it called? The Acquisitions Incorporated people. I know you stole it from the Acquisitions yeah. Incorporated people. So they probably, that's know, where they probably took it. Funny. No, oh, somebody's coming. Hi, Bonnie. Did y'all know that Gilmore Girls is coming to Netflix in October? We did. I did, but okay. we have all seven seasons anyway. Even I do too, but I'm seventh. so lazy to pull the DVDs out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't pull the seventh, Jen. Don't pull the seventh. It's yeah, shut up. All right, so Bob. I'm only on season I six. Like seven. Oh my God! No, because no, you're no, seven. They're married. Season seven, they're divorced or whatever. I don't know. They're ever legally married. The end of season six is when she sleeps with them. No, I think that's yes. Everybody does so Bob. And Rory Ryan. becomes a dick. Oh, yes, so, so Sue. Bob, what do you think of Michael? I think Michael is a strapping young twenty-year-old man voiced by a fifty-year-old man. Why didn't they just say he's fifty? <laughs> because he sounds like an old man, and if you see him in real life, he's an old man. He sounds like a like I picture Abraham from The Walking Dead. Just say he's like a forty-two year old. What, 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 what could possibly be wrong? Well, with that? because he was supposed to be in college. He's supposed to be a he's well not well like okay he's supposed to be like in his late twenties, early thirties, right? Okay, y'all. Like that. All right, heading into the wiki where I'm more than likely going to get spoiled, only to prove my don't point. Don't get spoiled. But if you all closed your eyes, how old would we sound? Twelve year olds, right? I do not sound twelve. No, she doesn't sound twelve. But he has kind of like a gravel. Like Bob, Bob could be old. Mm. Oh, well, how crazy. old? Do, how old do you think Bert is? Bert's got it. Bert's being like pretty old. Six. Well, there's Just a, like, yeah. 30. There's a comment. There's a comment. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. Er, Ernie's funny. male spouse, Jen. There's a comment in um, season two where they refer to his white beard. So I'm picturing 
I well, think yeah, he had a beard before. It could be a scraggly beard. I think well, I, I've also seen the art of each of the characters, so I know that the, roughly what they look like. Oh, I, I haven't seen that. That would probably be helpful for me. Uh, yeah, I just um, pulled up a picture of the cast and crew. Well, no, it's actually interesting. Riley, the actress, is actually French. I thought that was a terrible accent. <laughs> Apparently that's sort of no. They did that on Babylon Five. Bob, take a shot. They had a Russian on there, and they insulted her accent. They said it was ridiculous. They're like, she's from Moscow. It's real. I like how Bert actually look. The person who plays Bert actually looks like Bert. Like Bert, does he? And I'm looking at the picture of Lizzie. Lizzie's kind of cute. Just saying, I get where. Uh, uh, what's his face is coming from? Saul. Saul. Do you think it runs? I keep on winning. I keep on know what they look like. Huh? Do you think, Do you think it, it ruins it when you know what the characters are supposed to be? Okay, I'm going to look up Pegs, just because like I know Bob likes instruments her. Why, why would you want to know? Me. She's so annoying. Oh, God, I hate Pegs so much. <laughs> well, her name is I have is a question. Bob. What kind of name is Pegs? Exactly. Well, it's it sounds short like for Peggy. Well, it's the full... Peggy, or probably short for... what? Well, well, my grandmother's nickname was Peg, but Pegs? Peggy? I am Peggy? And my grandmother found a discover. I'm not sure if I've ever said that on the podcast. But you're always saying when we listen to Beyond Belief, you wish you could see their faces. You wish you could see what was happening. No, I wish I could see. No, what I mean is Beyond Belief, they're obviously someone flubbed their lines and they're laughing about something. I wish I knew what the joke was that they. How old do you think Sadie is, darling? Early 40s. Yeah, she's 45. The actress. I just want to say for the record, record, Bob. That's Laura's conversation. Mm. Like, when you guys weren't trying so hard, your accent sounded better. Yeah. I can't wait to not try very hard. Jen, be British. <laughs> just say, I just can't. until a side point. I can't. I'm just, I don't even know. How, I couldn't even think of anything to say. Like, give me something. Like, uh, oh, he he looks like a big guy. What is something British? What do they say? Crikey. Well, just. Crikey! <laughs> no, I they say it as Jen. They say, holy cricket, you're <laughs> Harry Potter. <laughs> holy cricket? Do you ever watch and say, what the hell? I've never in my life said, holy cricket. Holy cricket. Holy cricket. Hey, Scott, if you end up listening to this or you're listening to this right now, please come to the recording with Jen oh, and I. Um, please. <laughs> we yeah. need your help. We have no, to. No. That's not that uh, bad. Danielle, do Sadie yeah. for Jen. Oh, what should I say? Dude, I oh, say the funniest thing, Sue. I listened to the one today, the Bloodsucker Proxy. <laughs> I so love that Sadie's one. Sadie's looking at some vampires, and she's like, oh, Frank, he has the head of a hairless cat. <laughs> that is so <laughs> 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 well, she's got, Sadie's got, like, this, like, posh, like, well, she said she's accent. Like... She said she was, she was, like, split her time in her childhood between London and Connecticut, and so she's got, like, this mixed accent. It's so funny. The best episode that I heard was there's one where there's a ca- there's a guy whose name is is Raven... Ravencastle. Ra- Mr. Is Ravencastle, and Chris Hardwick is on it. And he calls him Ravenclaw, and he's like, it's Ravencastle, you Hufflepuff, or whatever, like, it's, it's live radio shows. So what does funny. Nigel sound like? Oh, 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 and there's Harry Nigel. Potter in it, too. I was Scottish briefly. I was Scottish briefly. He sounds somewhat Indian. I was I was I was an Indian oh, Scot from Yes, I would like a very spicy curry. Well I was but then then Sue was an Irish nun from Georgia. Well, I want you to do it, do it. Say something. I wanna hear. Doctor Who No that... Doctor Who oh. so, Nigel... so... Oh, wait, I can't do it. Nigel, Nigel, you need to float me up. Yeah. <laughs> throw me a rope, Nigel. Throw me a rope. Throw me a damn 
<laughs> but then she had like the brogue going. It was, it was oh, just it was bad. funny. I have to make Jade British and sexy though. Yes, you do. Can you do both? You, you, okay, here, here's a suggestion for you, Jen. Oh God. Your character, if I remember correctly, the the actress that you chose to portray the the, the physical appearance was. Billy. That'd be I correct. I cannot do Scottish at okay. all. Well, just listen to the. Just go back and listen to the episodes and just mimic her voice. Uh, yeah, you. Yeah. I'm. Hey, I'm the one who has to be all the other characters. Damn it! But you get to be American. Yeah, but like amazingly, no, our, he doesn't our, get like, to be American. Pursuers don't talk. Yeah, <laughs> every person that you. You're like, oh, that guy on the broom there. He's shooting at you. And that's when you got attacked <laughs> by all those French mimes. <laughs> Stop pointing at the hell in. But I did vomit well. You did. You did. So you was vomiting for 30 minutes. Place. It was pretty funny. You bombed it fast. Spoilers. And then Bob's like, wait, Spoilers, let's roll a D20 to see if you vomit. Spoilers. Spoilers, folks. I'm going to practice. I'm going to My kids are going to look at me like I'm crazy, but I'm going to practice my English. Wait, no. I know. I know, Jen. Just watch all of River Song's scenes because she pulls off sexy British. Yeah, okay. So, I'll, have, I'll be back. Focus on River Song. And remember, so, with every line you recite, Moffat and wrote it. And apparently, since we all say darling so <laughs> no. much, you can say sweetie. No, he didn't write every episode. And spoilers. Yes. Spoilers. I, I just got a message that said that Scapoose, which is where I live, made the top 12 safest places to live in Oregon. Or number 11. We were right to want to move there. <laughs> She so was like, really? I, know. I always want to move to the places I visit. I highly well, doubt you guys, like the place we you live. You guys won over mom. I think she might let city. you. Oh. We miss her. She was so nice. She really misses you, too. She's, she's like, talks about you sometimes, and she's like, I miss them. That's so cute. I can't handle so, this. We're going to so have to get just, together. Just for the fun of it, to kind of bring this back to We're Alive, so we actually have a, you know, a proper We're Alive yeah, conversation. Stop it. Um, for those of you who have listened, which may or may not be Jen, because she's very actively participating in this conversation. I am, I am so impressed. Within the context of season one, who is your favorite character and why? And who is your least favorite character and why? Because she shares the same name as my grandmother. Oh. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm like, oh, that's sweet. She hasn't, seen, she hasn't <laughs> seen a damn thing. <laughs> season one, Bert. Okay. I like that too. Okay, who are your least favorites? Uh, Kelly. Who is that young kid that sounded like the old man? I just thought he was a fool. Michael. <laughs> Michael, the main character of the entire series? Yeah. yeah Michael, actually, I didn't like very much in the first season. Yeah, he's just Michael's like, a dick. Well, no, he's, yeah. Yeah, he's, a dick. he's trying hard. He's in a bad situation. You'd be a dick, too. Well, no, no, it is. Um, he's, like, he's like a leader. And, he, and, like, someone says, well, I don't think that was a very good idea. He's like, fine, I'm leaving. And someone walks over, you can't leave, Michael. You're in charge. Fine, I'll stay. And it's like, I don't have a problem with pe- people being melodramatic because I personally am. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, that part didn't bother me so much. <laughs> okay, my, lead, okay, my, my uh, favorite character is, um, I can't remember his name. <laughs> Describe him to me. Describe him to me. No, I, I, I keep on forget. I keep on mixing up his name with his actor's name, which is Nate G's. Uh, Saul. Saul is my favorite Saul, character. Yes. One. Saul is very good. <laughs> you guys are killing me. 
Why? Spoil me for Saul dying. I didn't know Saul. I he, he is not dead. I am I I am oh. one chapter away. All right. Thank you. All right. So, all right. And my least favorite is a combination of two characters who are the, I find the most annoying. One is Kelly. One unintentionally annoying, but one you're supposed to be annoyed with. Pegs and oh. Kelly. That'd be correct. Mm-hmm. Pegs is annoying because it's like you're just stupid. Well, Kelly uh, picks puppies. I mean, you can't not. And, and like, <laughs> but at the same time, it's like I I I, I despise her, but I, I I know for what I'm supposed to despise her. So I kind of like Lady. <clears throat> Lady's a cool character. Well, it's a cool scene. There's one of the one, Saul. Um, there's a bunch of the military guys, and they go out, and um, he wants to stop by his house to pick up his. He's like, I have to go pick up my girl, and everyone's looking at him like, Well, it's a zombie apocalypse. We don't think your girl's there. No, no, she's fine. She's fine. You know, we did this thing for you. You got to do this for me. And they're like, Okay, we'll go. The, we'll go pick up your girl. And he walks in the house. It's his dog. Yeah. And he yeah. left. He had left her enough food to yeah. survive. And he, so he picks up his dog. So. That's good. That made me cry. Yeah, and there's a Kelly, cat. She is such a bitch. <laughs> I love when Jen participates. I love this. This is so much fun. Um, so I love so, when Jen kills Ryan. That's my favorite part. Now, Bob's complaint during season okay, one is not, I, there's I, not enough death in season one. Was like, let's Bob. You know, okay, so I want to admit, like, this last part of season one, I may go back and listen to because I may or may not have slept through half of it. Yeah. Um, I need to go back and re-listen as well. You definitely do, Jen. You um, should, <laughs> like I know of like the one the one death the death the only real death I remember from the season one finale is uh the kid. Mm-hmm. Did others die and I just wasn't Bill awake for die. Bill the uh the guy oh, yeah, died. Bill died Bill because Smith, I remember, uh, I remember um, but there was a couple. Uh, Paul, the well, he uh, yeah. Paul, he was the, 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 yeah. I was just the family, the finale. And but yeah, was, yeah. And there was so there was another that was extra. Sad. That was sad. Like. I, I remember when Sue, I told that to Sue, and Sue's like, that was sad. I was like, yeah, watching that, like, listening to that too, like, lose his shit yes. was sad. It's like, the way he plays the character oh, in the beginning, you kind of picture him, like, almost well, like that's a little mentally I look at. handicapped. And then, like, you get to that episode, you're like, oh, he's a dad, and he's trying to work. And I thought that really blew his character. He worked so hard for them. Can I ask this question? There was a weird editing choice in that one where, when he, remember, they're trying to break through the wall. In, in the room mm-hmm. that they're being held in. And oh, talking about the wall. And she starts um, she starts flirting with him and makes a comment like, you smell bad or good or something about a smell. And then she makes a comment one or, about... One of them. She makes a comment about how he tastes. And what? he... And, and he's making. I think it was about. It was involving a kiss or something. Yeah, she but kissed him. I, I missed the. No, she, she licked him because sometimes your senses don't work. In the zombie apocalypse, and so she liked him to see how he she tasted. Did. But yeah. they, they put on the creepy music, and I was thinking, is she actually like a really impressive zombie? That would have been awesome. That's oh, what I God, thought. That'd been brilliant. Because they put on creep, and then it's like he's in the cell, and they put him in with the zombie to see what he knows or something. And I thought <laughs> it was great because they put on creepy, creepy music. Can the zombies talk and stuff? Okay, no, they can't. But at least, well, okay, as of season one, so I'll I'll speak to this the most because I'm afraid that Ryan or Sue may say something. Okay, there are normal zombies, like, you know, traditional zombie apocalypse zombies, but then they have these ones they call the smart ones. And basically they, like, their theory is, is if you were super, if you were intelligent 
in life, you're intelligent in death. And so, like, at some point, like, zombies set traps for them. So um, there's just a lot of stupid people out there? Is that the... Well, that's, oh, that's oh, my totally. of the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely my impression <laughs> of the world. Um, and so, like, there are, there are intelligent zombies, which makes it even, like, even in a way scarier. Um, like they can the, set traps for people. They set traps, like they, they sent scouts. Like, yeah, like it's it, like herd mentality, kind of. Mm-hmm. Like they gather the the like food and they. Like at one point, yeah. there's a guy who shows up at like wearing like a coat and a, like a. It was a, like a, a pinstripe suit. Pinstripe suit, and he was wearing some kind of like fancy hat. And basically, like they let him in, thinking he's a normal human. Because he's acting like a normal human, but come to and find he, out, and there's he, a keypad. Yeah, a keypad. So he, they they put the the code for the keypad to get in the door there because they don't think zombies can read it, mm-hmm. and he reads it and lets himself in. And they right. had a the lobby. Toe moment. Toe. Yeah, shouldn't have done that. And they basically. <laughs> he, he lets in all of his zombie friends to get them. The, I, 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 the zombies I'm in this idiot. Yeah, the zo- the zombies in the in we're ad- in we're alive are more interesting and far scarier than your traditional zombies because they do, they do the traditional like there's really two takes on zombies. There's like just the the, the horde, scary. Yeah. the horde, the horde, like the undead horde. Like they can't really do anything unless they have massive numbers, or it's like the type of virus zombies that give them like superpowers that give them like more strength and more speed. Like there's one point where they're like going 60 miles an hour, and there's a horde of zombies keeping up with them in, in one of the chapters. But basically, these zombies are more interesting than that because they have the intelligence. So it's not just like, oh, they're like basically flesh-eating super zombies that are smart. And it makes it more interesting. And the more they reveal about them, and I hope this continues to happen throughout the seasons, the more they learn about the zombies, even though they don't really call them zombies, depending on the character. Um, they call them the biters. The, they eventually call them biters? No, wait, that was the walking yeah, dead. They right? don't. They don't call them biters in the in the first season. They, they have like an episode did. where they try and guess what, what are we going to call them, and they were joking. Yeah. Every name doesn't work. They call them biters in The Walking Dead. Yeah, well, I say pretty sure they call them biters in this. Well, um, the the government yeah. calls them the biters. Yeah, and, and they yeah they're biters and maulers, maulers being the prisoners that lived right. in the mall. Right. So, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry. The ones I chewed, on you. Like on the bones. Overall, I would say it's a great show. I don't know. I mean, yeah, Jen. I'd encourage you just to, like listen to the first episode. It's twenty minutes long. And, and like, I don't do like zombies killing children. They're... Like, like I watched that episode of The, the Walking Dead, and I was done. Which the episode? only the one with the little girl who killed the little girl. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I right. can't handle it. That was bad. There are there are no. To my knowledge, well, no the children. only child is the celiac kid, and he's and he's not a kid. He's a teen. He's in the older teen. He's he's eighteen. Yeah, he's, right. Sixteen? No, oh, whatever. I think he was like sixteen but or eighteen. He it it's not. He's not killed by. I think he just becomes one. Like he gets the blood. He on gets him bit, and then <laughs> then he gets shot. Yeah. Bad luck. Definitely. So yeah, it was it was bad. I would not want to and then, live in a zombie apocalypse. Would you be one? I, know, to I think about that. What I want. I'm like. There, there's a lot, of, like in a lot of zombie lore, like sometimes they have like side stories of people who kill themselves when the zombie apocalypse happens. I would never kill myself. I could never do that. I never. Like, uh, you just want someone else to kill you? Uh, 
I would like to die painlessly. Like, if there is a possibility, like, okay, this sounds, like, I can't even think, like, I can't even talk about this, so. Well, in the event of a zombie apocalypse, Jen, what would you do? Like, I don't know. Like, I have children, and, like, I don't know. I don't know. I would go crazy. Well, and, you know, that's one of the big story things in this. They don't talk about it often, but every once in a while they talk about it, and. Because you know, you so find horrific. out that they do have family and they don't know where their family is or they they know that their family got separated. Like, know? did y'all see the Godzilla movie, the newest one? No. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know that really stupid-ass scene where he calls the do- her his wife, the doctor, and he's like, hey, you know, Godzilla's coming to town. And he's like, but, but, but you stay there. I'm going to come find you and, and, you know, ship our daughter off with some stranger somewhere. Make sure she's on a bus. Totally. We don't care where she's going, but stay at the hospital. I'll come. Like, then Godzilla shows up and he's like, oh, shit. Maybe I should have told her to get on a bus and leave. So, like, yes, they were separated. Like, I would not want to be separated. And I swear to God, if there was a zombie apocalypse and if James from work called and said, stay home, there's a zombie apocalypse. And like we died, I would be pissed the hell off. (laughs) You'd be dead. No, I'd be dead. So you wouldn't know. I don't know. Like, what would you do? What would you do if there was a zombie apocalypse? Like we don't have enough food in our house to survive more than a couple of days. It just depends. Like yeah, if, I, no if I am a zombie, if I'm not a zombie, because I think it, I think I think the fun thing about the zombie apocalypse that no one really like, everyone's like, oh, what would I do with the zombie apocalypse happen? Like, I'm oh, guessing more than, more than likely, if there was a true zombie apocalypse, right. like it'd be like an airborne, you know, pathogen. I'll be dead anyway. So it's like, I like, like I'm, spe- but I'm special enough to be normal. But like, what if but, it was the one like literally, it's biting person to person to person, and it is. I well, think, and, and that's how they change here. I mean, I don't think that's how it started. Well, that's the question. Like, there's so few people left in the We're Alive universe. So say if there's like a few hundred people left in this area, how did millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of people exactly. become zombies, but not like this group of people? Like in The I Walking guess, like, Dead, there's like 5,000 people left in the earth. Why did that group make because it? Because there's just no, like, say, well, say you have someone who has a farm, a self-sustaining farm. And they build, like, huge walls to keep it isolated. And they've got a well, and they've got their own They've got their own resources for growing. Se- this woman has not seen season two of The Walking Dead. Well, I'm just saying, like, you could create, if you had all those things. Like, to me, if we had a zombie, like, the first thing in my mind would be, where can we get an isolated food and water source? I mean, that's what you have to have. You know what have. you're going to have? You're going to have a zombie in your well. Happen they had to, know, send, they had to send the Asian down to pull it out. It Do you know what I mean? Like, there would just be nowhere to go. Like, maybe right. an island. You know what I mean? Like. Well, my, I asked my boss this because we were having a slow day at work. And I said, what would you do in the event of a zombie? Before or after. Never mind. No, oh, this is a different day. Yeah. Different, <laughs> different boss, different day. Well, I had two for you, but one person said, now, this kid's a Marine, so he's, he thinks outside the box, because you never know. You know yeah. So this would be like Michael. Yes. Right. My, he's like, I have one word for you. Treadmills. What he would do is yeah. he would put treadmills around oh, his house yeah. as the walkers come up. They That's step smart. And go flying back. He's like, it can't fail. And I asked my other boss, what would you do? He's like, I would go to the Everglades. 
Because they couldn't climb? Because they would get stuck in the water and they would sink. That was his plan. I do think an island is quite a very good idea. I mean, assuming there's no actual flight. Like, if we could fly to an island and then take a boat to another island and, like, then they cut off entrance. Well, he was telling me about either a book or a movie about how they stuck all the zombies on Manhattan and they, you know, cut all the bridges and whatever and they left them isolated mm-hmm. on Manhattan until they realized that they can't drown. And they all started walking through the Hudson, <laughs> coming up into Brooklyn. Oh, Didn't right. you say it's theory? Right. There would just be nowhere safe. It's the Inferni, Jen. The Inferni. I can't imagine. Like, it scares me. Like, every, like it does. Like, I watch the news and I'm waiting for, like, that apocalypse. Maybe it's all the movies and stuff. But, like, I wait for them to be like, okay, you have 72 hours or whatever until it's going to get to you. And, like, you know, hold your children. Those, you know, oh, you're just that, like, ah! Yeah. And it didn't even take. Wait a I mean, minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Your pick for the movie was the one with Kira Knightley and. Um, I know because it haunts me. Now I, you hated that movie. Because she wants us to be haunted too. That, I have found aspects of that movie fascinating, and at some, in some well, regards, yeah, I, I know what you're the saying. Greatest fear, and in some regards, it gave me a sense of peace. Like, well, I, I understand that if you're afraid of something or if you're fearful of something, you know familiarizing yourself with it. Like if you're scared of a particular thing, reading books on it, it sometimes. It desensitizes you. Yeah. I, I, I do that too. I totally agree with See, we agree on something. But But I get scared of like total fictional, you know, (laughs) I'm not scared of like realistic. I think you should honestly, I think you should try. We're alive. Everyone seems to love it, but not where your kids can hear it. Not where your kids can hear it. Well, and that's limiting. That's limiting. That's my life. Bathtub. Bathtub yeah. iPod. Or, or, or your iPod. <laughs> no, that, can I just tell you, I just finished, um, I started and finished Downton Abbey the past month. Um, and I've been watching it in the bathtub. <laughs> and I finished, I finished uh, season four. And like, Where I got did season to, four ends. Oh, the Christmas um, special. Uh, they went to. Um, Doesn't season. No. Is there what season starting? Five? There, yes, there. It's okay. it's on right now. It's already on there. Well, I tell I tell you at the end of season three, I wasn't sure if I could continue well, because yeah. of Matthew. Yeah, like that hit hard. I bawled. I bawled big time. Well, it's getting to the silly point where a lot of people um, are leaving the show, so it's. <laughs> it's like, Downton Abbey is breaking up. It's like twenty-three people were hit by cars at Downton Abbey earlier today. Oh, they have to kill them off. I don't know. I, I I love the era of it though. Like I just there's something about rich people who are snobby and yet oh, actually, it's starting on um, <laughs> September 21st there. So it starts uh, next week. So can I tell you this amazing thing that happened to me? Yes. It may not happen. Like it may not be official, but you know we're planning this uh, Christmas recital for my piano students, and we're doing this fundraiser and everything to kind of earn money for it. Well, I had one student who's new. I've had her, like, maybe six weeks, um, and her dad came to listen, and I was telling her about the Christmas recitals coming up. You know, we got to start planning for it. All the kids are getting music, you know, and he, at the very end of lesson, pulls me aside, and he goes, I want you to just think about this, and I was like, oh, God, what? And he goes, he didn't necessarily say this, but he said that his parents were well off. And I kind of went, okay. You know, what do you say? Okay. okay. Apparently, they invented something like tape. Like, <laughs> like when he says well off, uh, you know, I, anyway. Like, so he offered to pay for the rental fee 
for Bass Performance Hall for us to do a recital, which if y'all Google search Bass Performance Hall, you will see that it is the Fort Worth Opera House. It's the big wow. to do. It's big mm-hmm. to do. It's, it's $2,000 rental. And I kind of was just like, uh. <laughs> so I have to kind of decide he's going to come back to me with, you know, the full amount they want to offer. And I have to decide if I want to accept it or not. And I told him, I said, you know, that is like big time. And I have very small, like very small studio with beginning students. I'm like, you know, the quality of the con. I, so anyway, I did not expect that opportunity. That is possibility. It can be a big deal for me. So anyway. That was exciting, exciting news. Very cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. That is cool. Kind of crazy. Yeah, and also, I'm hypoglycemic. <laughs> <laughs> what? I know. Sorry, Chad. That's not know, funny, but it's no, so it, you. It's so relieving. I have to tell you, it's so relieving. Like, for the past couple of months, I have had very strange physical ailments, and I kept thinking... I'm overtired. You know, I've got two kids. I'm run down. I go from six in the morning to two in the morning and I don't stop. Like the edge is con- like this podcast. I'm sitting down for an app. Like this isn't unheard of. So anyway, I've had weird things. Like I wash my hair and like my hair will just come out in clumps. Like I'm losing my hair. And like, I keep having like these hot flashes and I keep, you know, I can't get cool. Like the air will be in like 60 and I'm dying of heat, like strange little things. And I just think, you know, I've had children, you know, maybe they're hot, you know, you have hot flashes and stuff. So anyway, I'm tired. I'm just, I wake up tired. Like I I get in the bath and I'm tired. Like everything is exhausting. So I finally go and, you know, I've had this stupid, uh, uh, endometriosis issues that I'm dealing with having to take pain medication, pain marriage therapy. But yeah, I've got a few more months to go before they do surgery or whatever they decide. So, like, I thought all of this is contributing. So I go in to another um, OB appointment, and they finally do a full blood workup. And it comes to find out I have, like, normal thyroid is, like, 0.4 to 0.5. Mine is 0.006. Oh, wow. And, like, they go, oh, <laughs> oh. So, anyway, so I had a doctor's appointment this morning. And it was supposed to be where the OB people sent the blood work over to my regular doctor so they could send it to the specialist because that's how our insurance works now, but whatever. So anyway, so I'm at the doctor's office and we're waiting on this freaking fax. Like I've hired a babysitter to keep my kids because I can't go to the doctor with them. All, you know, so I've done all these things. I'm there 48 minutes. I've timed 48 minutes. I sit in the office and that's after being in the waiting room for half an hour, right? 48 minutes. They never get the facts. They tell me to leave, that they can't do anything for me. So I leave, and I have this emotional breakdown. I'm frustrated. Like, when I texted you this morning, Ryan, I was, like, hysterically hiccup-solving. I was so upset. Like, and it was just because I was so hoping, like, that, like they would fit, figure, give me a cure. Like, mm-hmm. I want to get back to my life. You know, like, this is an easy cure. So anyway, like, she calls me an hour later, and she's like, oh, the facts finally came in. We don't even want to see you. We're just sending you the specialist. They'll contact you in 10 days. I'm like, oh. 10 more days. So anyway, so I, then I had another. Like, today, it's just been this whole, like, thing. You know how they do. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it's good that we know what's going on. It's annoying that I don't like to do the runaround. Right. So well, at some least level, you know there might something be happening soon. At least on some level, if you think you 
know what it might be that's always even more comforting like like i was thrilled when i got celiac because it wasn't something worse and it was something i knew yeah exactly I, if it was high hyper mm-hmm. that's where you have a, a high thyroid and that can lead to cancer and like you have to have surgery where they like cut out a little bit of thyroid and like then they see what your levels are and they cut out a little more like it's a 10 hour surgery. and like what's hypo hypo is when it's hypo it's, it's when low. it's too low well, yeah i have done so anyway, so I don't know. Hopefully it'll just be a pill a day and I'll be fine. But um, yeah. and is it hypo because you're my stepmother ha- takes a thyroid pill? Yeah, it's just hypo because it's low. Like, there's like a there's a level of something that they detect that shows that your thyroid's actually it's like it's high because it's trying to stimulate your thyroid. Yeah, it's a, it's a hormone level yeah, controls and it controls your metabolism. So that was another thing. Like I don't drink anything but water. Like I've given up cokes, I've given up tea, I've given up everything. I count my calories. I've been, I've been eating honestly 950 a day, which you're not even supposed to do, but I'm so like, and I've gained 20 pounds. Like I could not figure it out because I have got, you know, personal trainer. Like we've done all these things. It's your thyroid. It's my thyroid. Like Mm -hmm. I can eat bread and water and I will gain 40 pounds. So that was the big first sign because I was killing myself. And now I'm like, who gives a shit? I had a piece of cake tonight. But uh, it doesn't matter. What? It doesn't matter what I do. Um, right. So once, once I get the pill a day or whatever they do, then the diet will return. But There's a uh, clip, Sue, that you should put in here. I, I remember there was an old episode of The Golden Girls where um, Ar- Dorothy, B. Arthur's character, is, is sick and she doesn't know why. And she goes to all these specialists and they tell her to get a different hairdo and stuff. Like the men dismiss her and everything. And finally, by the end of the episode, she finds out she has fatigue syndrome or whatever. Chronic fatigue syndrome. So they go out to like this fancy restaurant because she's thrilled. I know what's wrong with me. And the, and the waiter comes up. He's like, are we celebrating tonight, ladies? And her mother's like, yes, my daughter is celebrating a debilitating illness. And they're all like, ah, congratulations. I Sometimes I feel like that's... <laughs> What are we celebrating? My daughter found out she has a debilitating disease. <laughs> ah. And it has a name. I am thrilled. We all are. Well, of course. Congratulations. Champagne it is. We've officially quoted the Gilmore uh, Gilmore Girls. Golden Girls. Gilmore so Girls. Golden get out Girls. Here. Danielle's and dozing off a little bit over here. Yeah. Well, it's we're way like, past her bedtime. Yeah, they say we're about 20 minutes over. So unless if there's anything else we need or want to talk about, I think it's time to end this episode of Point of View Weekly. Absolutely. All right. Well, from all of us at the Potterfic Weekly Studios in Fargo, North Dakota, that may or may not actually exist, but we're not going to tell you. I've been your host, Bob. See, he is our host. I'm Ryan. I'm Danielle. <laughs> and I'm Sue. And we will catch you guys sometime next week. We'll let you know on our Facebook page, now that Jen knows about it, our Facebook page, uh, letting you guys know when we'll be recording. Uh, it will be t- depending on schedule. So as always, it's all over the place. We do apologize, but we'll at least leave we have the live stream fixed and functioning. I have functioning. no apologies. Sure. So. <laughs> Take it or leave it. <laughs> all right. We will catch you guys sometime next week. Until then, good night, everyone. Good night. Bye. Bye. Bye.